Control-Alt-Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 97.7. At 7.09. Good morning, Mitch. Hey, Terry. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, sir. Uh, Are we really going to talk about Zoom today? I think we are. We're going to talk a lot about Zoom today. It seems like that's all we're doing on our computer, so <laughs> we might as well. Yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I was we just had this conversation with friends this week. Uh, we were talking about uh, how uh, novel it was back in April and May to have a, a drink with uh, friends over Zoom, and uh, now it's just old and boring. That's, uh, that's my take on it. What about your take? It's time to talk about uh, uh, Zoom guidelines is what you'd like to talk about this morning, is it? Well, I mean, we're we're heading into uh, the holiday season. We're heading into this level of comfort. So there's there's two paths here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about an, a new terrible fad called Zoom shaming. Okay. Which you'd wonder, <laughs> is that a thing? Well, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it's, to, it's totally a thing in the grossest way possible. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm fairly private. And I've, my biggest struggle with all the Zoom has been actually, because I do a lot of stuff too that's being broadcast, that, you know, thousands of people can doing keynote speeches virtually, is having people inside my home office space. Not that I don't love it, not that I'm not proud of it. I just don't want people in here. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people have talked about that in relation to their bosses or their management or just other people on their team. They just like keeping those worlds different and the two shall never cross. Well, as you can imagine, in Hollywood, it's not so easy to do auditions if you're not on Zoom. And this Zoom shaming happened this weekend with an actor whose name is Lucas Gage, who I had not heard of before. When I, when I saw his face, I recognized him, but he's best known for a role he played in HBO's Euphoria. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do an audition on Zoom for an upcoming movie, film. And there's a director who's on Zoom who doesn't realize that he's on, not on mute. And he starts talking trash about this young actor's small apartment. It's a pity they live there using bad words, et cetera. And, and I have to admit, Lucas handled it pretty cool. He sort of came on and said, yeah, I know this is a crappy four-by-four apartment, so just give me this job so I don't have to live here anymore, <laughs> which I thought was great. But there's a couple yeah. of lessons there. Obviously, lesson number one is if you're going to be talking trash about people, you might want to make sure that your mute button is on. Maybe the greater lesson is don't talk trash about yeah. people. This isn't easy for anybody. Right. Brutal story. I don't know how. How would, how would you handle that, Terry? If that well, I, to you? you know what? I, I I think obviously Lucas was trying to get the part, so you don't want to be nasty to the uh, director. Um, and uh, maybe Lucas has a sense of humor, which is true. And it's something that you're you're taught in radio, um, and uh, right right from the get go, uh, we were taught whenever you're near a microphone or holding a microphone, always assume that the microphone is hot or as uh, you know, as it's known, turned on. Um, yeah. Be very, very careful. And all of us, I think, without exception in the radio business, have forgotten that at one point and been embarrassed and had to apologize. And I'm one of them. During my tenure at CJAD, um, I uh, I tried to uh, fix a broken button uh, in the CJAD studio um, at around 5.30 in the morning, and while I was trying to fix the broken mic button, I inadvertently turned it on, and uh, anybody who knows me knows my skills with tools don't exist. It was foolhardy of me to even try, 
and um, I let a bad word go <laughs> when things weren't going my way, and it went live on the air, you know, at 5.30 in the morning, and I, I had to own up and apologize, and, and people were nice about it, but I think the same thing can be, you know, obviously applied uh, to Zoom, and, uh, you know, when your camera is uh, on and when you're... Uh, when your microphone is on, you, you've got to be mindful of that. And I think it's also important to uh, um, make sure, you know, I, I do this when I take a picture from my home studio. I always look at the picture before I publish it to make sure there's nothing in the picture that I don't want to be public. You know, things, there's, yeah. I, like you, there are certain things about my private life I like to keep private. And I'm always very, very careful, be, you know, before I hit post. And there's there's also screenshots. It, it extends more to just Zoom. Right. I, I said this when I published my first book, which is 10 plus years ago. I've said it in my blog a million times, which is that anything you say in a digital platform can, will, and might be used against you in the court of public opinion. And you've got to be careful. You, yep. could, you could be having a private text with someone, and they could screen capture it and send it. Right. And as much as that sends a shudder down my spine to think about, because all the times we, we've done stuff like that, it's a reality. It can happen in a Facebook message, an Instagram private chat. It just You need to always be aware. It's a lesson that we talk, talk to our kids about every day because stuff happens with kids, especially in high school, all the time. So it's idiotic this happened it's embarrassing that this director was speaking this way i thought lucas was quite the gentleman to not let people know who the director was and simply posted it with a sort of joke like make sure your mute buttons are on but i think it highlighted for our world again another reminder of be careful especially on zoom it wasn't long ago where we had jeffrey Tubin doing uh what yeah. he did on Zoom. Yeah. The cameras were off, which was ridiculous too. Yeah. Um, and and you, you, you're saying that it's it's a very apt warning for this time of the year because a lot of companies are, in fact, going to do Zoom parties. Yeah. This is another big thing where what is the holiday party going to be? I know every year I really look forward to what we typically did at yeah. show, which is we finally get together all the people who show up in the morning and we have a dinner somewhere and – you know, who knows if, if that's even going to take place on Zoom. But a lot of a lot of companies are thinking about Zoom as the baseline for their Christmas party. And what's come out is some interesting ideas. Like instead of it being this thing where we're essentially all day drinking at home alone and just sharing that on a Zoom together, maybe we could engage. And, and this is what's happening because a lot of the, the event planners and, and corporate planners – need work also. So they're coming up with creative ways. You know, stuff could be arriving at people's houses physically, you know, a bottle of something, a gift, something else, or, you know, secret Santa that you could do on Zoom. They're doing things like um, escape rooms. They're trying out different games. They're bringing in entertainers. So you'd watch maybe a comedian or a magician or a musician do something in your Zoom. So we have to start thinking about, I mean, it's almost too late maybe, but what can you do differently in a world where we can't gather? And there's been a lot of stuff, like I really recommend people check out and Google Zoom uh, holiday parties to get some ideas because there's some creative things you can do that don't just have to be all of your team members literally sitting at home day drinking while they stare at each other. It's probably not going to be the most, I know you think it, we'll just do a little yeah. close together. It's a yeah, bad, yeah. probably a bad idea is what I'm going to say. I don't know yeah. about you, but I think yeah. it's a bad idea. Gotcha. Um, give me the, uh, the quick sketch marks on breather. 
Well, Breather was a, a, a really big success story out of Montreal. A good friend of mine, Julian Smith, was the founder of it. He's now moved on, but it still goes on where you can rent office space, in particular boardrooms or meeting rooms by the hour, and you book it on an app and it's cleaned in between. Obviously, it's changed quite a bit because of what's happened with COVID. But uh, what's, what happened this weekend that's really fascinating is WeWork, which we all know because of how big it became and then the sort of tumultuous period it had. And now it's, it might have its moment if you think about where the world's at, right? Big corporations not sure how much of life is going to be work from home versus work in the office. If they need to separate people with more space, that means they need somewhere else for them to go. So I've been looking at WeWork as a potential to really push things out and maybe have an opportunity to come back. And what we're seeing this weekend, which I thought was really interesting, is they took a, a big playbook from Breather, a Montreal company, and applied it, which is in certain areas, not in Canada yet, WeWork is going to be able to rent their sort of shared workspace desks for about 30 bucks a day, and they'll allow people to reserve private meeting rooms for around $10 per hour, obviously depending on size and how many people you need. So again, that goes away from the model of renting something for a month or two or six, right. which is what they really specialize in, and breaking it down into almost micro moments of, of by the hour. So again, uh, uh, probably tip of the hat to how successful an idea this breather is and was, but also an indication of what the future of work might look like. What's your app of the week? Well, I've been, I've been neck deep in The Mandalorian. I don't know if you're a Star Wars nerd like I am, Terry, are you? Yeah, we uh, both, my wife and I, have uh, been saving the Mandalorian because we want to we want to plow right through it in one weekend. It's so good. This season is okay. absolutely incredible. It gives you that sort of retro nostalgia awesomeness. And I came across this fun little app called the Star Wars Intro Creator. So you know the beginning, you've got Star Wars, Episode right. 9, The Rise of Skywalker, and all the scrolling. And what you do in this app is you can go in and change all that text and create your own. And Fantastic. so you could then you know, use it if you're creating a video, maybe something for the office, or just if you want the kids to play around with it, or you want to play with, around with it. It's really great. It's called the Star Wars Intro Creator. And if you just Google it, you'll be able to find it. The URL is long, but we'll leave the link in the uh, show notes on my blog at sixpixels.com or over Chome and all over the place. Mitch, thanks so much. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next Monday. Next Monday. Thanks, Terry. Have a great right. week. See you later.